Greg. Mike. Two bandits. Watching. Louie. This episode is called Flat Pack with Justin McElroy. What up, party people, and welcome to oh episode 76 goodness, of Two Bandits Watching Bluey. I'm your good pal, Greg Painter. I see him right there. And with me, a man who always takes advice from cartoons, dogs. Aww. And his name is... I'm Mike Martin. Thanks for having me, man. Mike, bud, how are you today? I'm feeling very happy today. Yourself? I'm, I'm happy today, too. I'm very excited today, too, because we have yes. an awesome episode today. We have a little bit of a heavy episode today. Yes. We got flat pack today. There's a lot to discuss and the, a lot to there's unfold. A, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot, a lot of lift. I'm not sure this is a two-man job, though. I think we need a, a third third friend in here. I feel like we need a little bit of off the ground. Ooh. Oh, nice. nice. Bucket right there. Hoops right there. I love it. But our guest today, <laughs> you may know him from the podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, <laughs> The Adventure Zone, Keep going. Sawbones, uh-huh. Empty Bowl, yep. The Besties, which, quick time out. If you have Gamer Pass and you don't listen to The Besties, you are doing yourself a disservice. You also may know him from the 2020 spectacular starring Justin McElroy, Trolls World Tour. Yeah. You now know him as our new best friend. It's Justin McElroy. Justin, our new best friend. Thank you so very much for being here and happy candle nights. Uh, happy candle nights to you. Bless candle nights. Thanks so Always. much for having me. Uh, thrilled to be here uh, to talk about this, uh, this fine program. Bluey. Speaking of the fine program, before we jump into Flatpak, I'm just kind of curious. What got Bluey Ooh. on your radar? What's your, your Bluey origin story? What was on one of the first episodes you picked up? And what was kind of the reason that made you like, yeah, this this is kind of a great show? Uh, so it was kind of one of those that was just like on because we had, you know, the TV on and it would come on after something else, I think. Um, and, you know, we watch everything with our kids. We don't, you know, set them up with a cartoon for the first time. Like, here, I hope you like this. Smart. Um, so we would be around and a lot of it, you can kind of tune out. And I think that's what I was probably doing with Bluey initially. Um, just because it's like, I don't know, it's pleasant and it's not irritating to have on in the background. <laughs> so I think that was the, <laughs> the first thing that was like, I was very into about it. Um, and I would file kind of like, y- you know, Peppa Pig is like a close to that. It's like, you know, it sounds nice and it looks nice. And it's like every once in a while, there will be a joke for the adults that it, that's pretty good. Um, ish. <laughs> ish, yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of where I'd filed it away. I think the first one that really like registered with me was Takeaway, because if you if you have kids and you've ever tried to do anything with them, and especially like a dad of two girls trying to like run an errand, like a single errand, and the comedy of errors that ensues from that, um, it, I was just uh, laughing out loud in a way that I like did not expect for a show that they were watching. And um, I think from that point on, I like paid a lot closer attention after that. I, I can feel that I, as also a dad of two daughters, uh, Takeaway had some some special feels for me as well. I can, uh, I, I've lived that day before, that's for sure. Yeah. But again, thank you for coming here. Uh, we're gonna get to Flatpak. Before we do, Uh-oh. we're gonna check in to see what our friends at WikiBluey have to say about this episode. Hey Greg. Yeah. What's a Flatpak? While mom and dad struggle to build new flat pack furniture, Bluey and Bingo transform the empty boxes into their own new world. That's it? That's actually, Justin, we, we like to read Wiki Bluey because sometimes it's real bad. Okay. Um, um, 
this time actually kind of gives you an idea of what the, it doesn't give you too much, doesn't spell too much, but it super doesn't hit the heart that this episode has. So yeah. before, we, before we get into the weeds, I want to kind of let you open this up. We wanted you on here um, because about a year ago you tweeted, I've watched a lot of TV, not to be a stalker, but <laughs> you know, you tweeted, Quote, I've unquote. watched a lot of TV. It's, it's Twitter. That was up for public, public yeah. consumption. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of TV and feel pretty confident about this. Bluey's Flat Pack is the best episode of television ever made. So that's a big question back to you, but why? Why wow. do you love this episode? Why do you feel this is the best episode of TV? You don't want to just say, what'd you have for breakfast? You just want to throw <laughs> that at him? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, this is obviously a very personal thing because, you know, there are episodes of TV that have profoundly affected me, ones that like, have stood out for me and stuck with me. I'm thinking about like episode eight of Twin Peaks, The Return, which is like the black and white, even more like abstract episode than normal. Uh, the best episode of West Wing, Two Churches, is definitely like up there. Um, there are individual video uh, episodes of like sitcoms and stuff like that that I think are are um, the episode of New Girl where they think they have drugs and they're trying to hide them um, is, is up there in terms of just like being outrageously hilarious. And, uh, but flat pack, it is working on like a level that, I mean, it's, it's sort of like a, a as a thesis statement for the show, it's like extremely uh, audacious. It is on the one hand, like a very relatable story of like two parents putting something together and getting frustrated about it. Uh, while their kids are playing on their own. The only unrealistic thing about this episode is that the parents would be allowed to work unabated on this thing while their children play. <laughs> Somehow they together. kept them in such a small confined space. That's, yeah. I've got yeah. a note on that. Are your kids that good? Because mine surely do not allow that time. For no, no, that's no. That's when grandparents are showing up. So. Certainly, <laughs> certainly if we're frustrated, they definitely got to get in on that. I mean, that is half, <laughs> half their work is done. You know, they don't want to miss out. Um, but so it, it like definitely works on that level and it's it's so funny and sweet um, and watching the parents like argue about it and then try to piece together. And then just like if you have even a little bit of like lateral thinking cap on, you see that this is also a story that encompasses the entirety of human experience. Nailed it <laughs> in one take. No big deal. Thanks, seven minute show. Yeah. <laughs> just a quick seven minutes where we encompass the entirety of the human endeavor and not just humans, but all life on Earth. It, <laughs> Justin nailed it. Because just seven quick minutes. Go, usually we go linear in the episode, but I feel like we're going to bounce around a little bit because there's so much that's happening in this episode. Bandit falling on the volcano is literally the meteor hitting the, the Earth. Bang. Yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> astounding. It's rid of the dinosaurs. It's astounding. And it's also, it's also like... Uh, it zooms in to like this is obviously like the scale at which they are putting together this thing is like the one scale, right? The close mm -hmm. zoom in. If you zoom all the way out, it's this like entirety of life on planet Earth encapsulated in this. And then like there is a this scope in between, which I think is kind of like where the episode is trying to take your brain is like <laughs> that's a good the, way to put it. Your place. The fact that like your interactions with your family are also being mirrored throughout human experience, like th that it's all universal, you know, and I, and I think that that is uh, fascinating and like can be 
you know, it's a big one, right? Like it's a big episode and it's yeah. saying, but it's, I don't even know that it's necessarily, and what I've kind of found fascinating is like, it's not even necessarily saying, like it doesn't necessarily have like a thesis statement in, in the sense of like where, I don't think this is a lesson episode, really. No. You know, like you're not taking something away from it. It's more like, uh, uh, drinking it in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just like, it. yeah, 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 yeah. And finding ways to make that sort of like scope of things, because if you start, you know, we aren't wired, I think, to be able to think in eons. We're not wired to be able to think globally. I think it's why it's, it's part of the biggest problem with like the planet, I think, is that we are not wired as a species to think outside of ourselves, outside of our community, um, at whatever that community means to you. Um, it can be a challenge. And I think that like, it's a pretty grand achievement to, sh to contextualize a family putting together some furniture in, uh, in the scale of like all, all life. And the episode itself is not afraid to be meta about what's going on too. Right. Because putting the cardboard box down, I'm not going to take advice from a cardboard or a cartoon dog. Yeah. And then midway through the episode, he starts taking advice from Chili. So he's taking advice from a cardboard or a cartoon dog. It's just layers upon layers on that side of things, too. If it, It's kind of like um, it, it, in a sense, is like anti-nihilistic, right? Because what it's saying is, yes, there are millions of years before this and millions of years after this. And you're alive for just a very few amount of those. And where a nihilistic perspective would be, well, then what does uh, any of it matter? Why? I think yeah. that what Flatpak supposes is like, it's all that, man. Like, it's all millions of Flatpaks being put together. And it's like that you are part you are part of that. Like, this is your part of that that you are playing. But it is part of it, right? You're It's part of that that grand cosmic scope. And, and not just because we've got, obviously, the, the evolution that's going on with the with the kids with with their play. I also noticed because we we listened to this a couple times before we, we put a record together. The music in this episode it starts very simple, couple instruments. It builds, it, it, it crescendos, it gets louder, it gets deeper, it gets more complex as we go through to the point where we have that that closing scene there, and it's just amped up to eleven. Everything going at once, and just the the whole story of it. Just they they take the. The, the writing of the episode, the artistic work of the episode, and then the music in there and just put it together so beautifully. If the if the last 20 seconds of this episode do not destroy you, you, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what to say, honestly. <laughs> Seriously, because I feel, I, I felt like watching it, I'm like, oh, we could do a three-part episode. One with the parents putting things together, one with the kids' evolution together, and just the grand scope of things because it's, it's not even, such a sandwich to eat. It's it's also like again like I don't uh, go for it's it. It's also really high, but okay. It's also like not even that religious. Like it, it, where a lot of these would like lean on that. Uh, there's this amazing the, the very mm -hmm. last shot of this and talk about going out of sequence. The very last shot of this is you see bandits say this is heaven, right? And then it's like you. Okay, if you haven't gotten it yet, this is kind of what we're doing in this, this episode, is, right? Like, yes, let me, let me give so. you the thesis at the end, right? But at the same moment where it's being lit in a sort of like supernatural heaven type way, right? And you've seen this like procession of Bluey up through these like, you know, 
halls, white white halls and white pillars and everything. They're they're evoking that. At the same moment, you are seeing a uh, 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 bingo in front of them, and these two parents are watching their kid play, mm-hmm. and that is heaven, right? That Dude. in that moment, that's their heaven right there. And also, here's the here's the wild thing, right? It also brings the human endeavor element into it because Bingo is in a spaceship. Yep. He, he is like he has achieved the, 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 this great dream of science, too. And if that's your heaven, then you've done it. it. Like that then scientific progress has also reached that point. It's astounding. It's astounding. It's three oh. seconds. It's astounding. <laughs> And just even we're going this in reverse order. Then why not? Just right before that, when when uh, Bluey and Bingo are chatting, and uh, Bingo says she's she's an adult now and she's got to go away, and Bluey just right in the moment is like, "Okay, Kane," and grabs squ- the cane. Cr- grabs the cane, and then squints her eyes a little bit just to show that she is older now. And, and like you said, just the the what I've watched this episode so many times, and including today a couple times, and and just the line, "Bye, mom. Thanks for looking out for me." just it's it's waterworks it is one where like i actively uh like will not engage with it if i'm not in a play you know what i mean like (laughs) you have to be ready to focus i I need to go do some other stuff right while this one's on because i can't i can't flat pack right now like i i just i can't there's bills to be paid and like i gotta go get the mail and i can't flat pack at this exact i can't have a 45 minute metaphysical experience here now not, well, not to divert too much, but I'm just curious: is is this your your waterworks episode? Is this the one that hits you in the feels the hardest? No, um, that is. Uh, oh gosh, the planet. Um, Are we going with sleepy, sleepy time? time? Sleepy time. That that is the okay. one that I can't. And I got some stuff. Man, <clears throat> who? I can't even think about sleepy time, guys. <laughs> oh, I can't. Our, our I can't. I helped us out with that one. My, so he, he, my, did, he did the heavy lifting for you. Thank God. One. I can't even <laughs> think about sleepy time. Like, not only seeing, like, I can't. I don't have to do that with you guys. Screw you guys. I don't have to talk about <laughs> sleepy time here. I'm already talking about flat pack with you, which is heavy enough. I can't talk about sleepy time. You got that. Well, I well, can't so do we, it. We'll, we'll lighten it up a little bit then. Ikea okay. or Barkia. I'm going to call it Barkia. Just why not? Because they're dogs. Yeah. Are you? Is it the last time you step foot in there, or you could live there? What are your feels on on IKEA? I'm well. Okay, so I'm a woodworker. Um, yep. So for me, uh, I I the the appeal isn't necessarily there with IKEA. I'm also uh, a good three hours from the closest IKEA where I live. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's not uh, a big part of my life. I have made a bed because my sister-in-law liked the look of one in Ikea. So I've like kind of cloned oh, an Ikea bed. Off, Justin. Well, no, it's not hard. To <laughs> ma- it's, beds are easy. Beds are easy. Um, I, uh, you said beds are easy? What, be- yeah, beds are easy. It's small things that are hard. Beds are easy because, uh. you you know, you there's a lot of room for error with beds. Um, yeah. uh, but be- beds are easy. Uh, but but other smaller things are are harder. So I don't love it. I do, I do love, and I want to hear your all thoughts on IKEA because, like, I don't know how everybody feels about IKEA, but I do think that there is something to letting the flat pack, which is the name of the episode, right? Yep. Yeah. I think that it is also like it is playing the symbolic role of like commercialism and capitalism of like this is a symbolically like 
uh, as a product of like the industrial age and this is assembly. the realm that we're in. Yes, exactly. Right. Like this, like fast fashion, like disposable, whatever consumerist culture that we find ourselves in. The parents are trying to struggle in opposition to like they are they are achieving victory in spite of that, like in face of that. And, and the children are turning it into something with meaning. That's what's really good about it is it it's almost a mindset of a disposable yeah. piece of furniture, but it's the life that you live around it mm-hmm. that matters so much. And, and you're talking about them being in uh, opposition of each other, too. You know, I don't want to go there. I want to go, you know, follow the cartoon dog's instruction. Not listening to that. Uh, that shiny supposed to be up? No, it's supposed to be down. So they're, they're the whole time um, no butting each other. Well, the girls are just yes and left and right. Let's pretend we're fish. Also, I'm the baby. Now let's pretend that we're lizards. And now I'm a teenager. And just the, the girls are, are taking the throwaway parts of this project and turning it into gold. Right. While the parents, every step of the way, are just really struggling to... Because we don't see Chili and Bandit squabble that often. They're usually yeah. on each other's team and on the same side. And this Justin, one, they're just... I'm so them. happy that you're here for our three-hour episode of Flat Pack. <laughs> But um, and, and with the, with the kids too. This is this is my um, my oldest daughter, uh, eight years old. I've got a, an eight and five year old daughters uh, at home. She said for Christmas she just wants empty boxes. Easy, because she just wants to cre- she wants to take the not because of this episode or anything. She just wants to make a castle, make a robot, build a city, all these sort of things. Which is like, okay, the, the Greg, you raised creative like, kids. What do you want? A medal, <laughs> Thanks, dude? Congratulations. <laughs> my kids want a dollhouse. Like, what do you want from me, Greg? <laughs> You need a medal? I'm Come on, from man! A sponsorship. Listen, Thank you. Listen, my my listen. kids can see past the consumerist bullcrap. <laughs> they love, they want to create. They're creators. They're not consumers. Dang it! Listen, our house looks like a recycle pit, so sometimes it's okay <laughs> to be a little consumeristic. Do you, Greg? Do you have the? Do you ever have the moment? <laughs> you'll appreciate. You ever have the moment where they are playing with a piece of trash long enough where you realize, like, uh oh, if they play with this much longer, I'm gonna have to keep it. <laughs> it's yours now. My kids have a trash cat that they made out of trash that has been in our house for three years now, and I can't get rid of trash oh, cat. They'll make like a TV, right, out of a box, and it's like, oh, no, it's too fun. I can't throw away the TV now. No. <laughs> it's part of our house. It's part of our house. Uh, a couple years ago, me, me and Emily <laughs> tag teamed on a, a robot costume for her that I don't think she can get the head of it on, but it has been in our house, in our basement for about four and a half years, slowly <laughs> molding away into nothingness. That's great. Those are much harder to donate, <laughs> but but yeah, we uh, we kind of keep keep rocking into the episode. They Rock. keep throwing different pieces. We we go from just the the bubble wrap to the flat cardboard to like Mike, you're talking about the volcano. I very yep. much enjoy too. Chili doesn't really interact with the girls in all of this. It's always Bandit, Bandit that comes down, and Bandit is the one who crashes the volcano. Bandit is the one who takes back the climbing area. And I, I like how in the, the hieroglyphs that they make uh, near the, first off, when I saw Bingo holding a Sharpie, that is a nightmare fuel for me because that could go so bad in so many ways. Yeah, that's the worst. It's the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> I, I'm glad you had that thought. And my thought was, how was Bandit holding the Sharpie in his ear? Because he's holding it like <laughs> over his side ear, but it's not happening. <laughs> that's like in the, in the Rug Island, 
whenever he gets the marker from her, he's like, she's like, what is it? He's like, it's everything. In my head, I'm like, it's one less marker that I have to take away from these kids because <laughs> they have so many markers right now. It's terrifying. I got to get some of these markers away. <laughs> I have to be able to be like, there's three of them. Got it. <laughs> but, but but the hieroglyphs, they've got all their, all their transformations. And then each one, I, I enjoyed as they were going through it. They, they didn't only really say, I'm a frog. It's like frog, ribbit, ribbit. They, they, they made the noises. And then as they were... But the cave cave dog days, they were, were recounting each noise, and then just up in the middle, you just see the parents bickering. The they're, they're squabbling. The overlords. And we we have uh, Bluey just going like er, 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 for Bandit, and then wah, 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 for Chili. And so so they're here, and kids hear and see everything that you do. And again, Justin, as you said earlier, as opposed to taking advantage of that and poking more buttons to see what happens, these little kiddos just inspire greatness and make mom and dad feel the feels better calm down the situation i so before the situations happen i'm gonna have my little spot bandit does have a moment where he drops the allen wrench yeah. and he goes <sighs> I, I just felt that i felt so seen yeah, <laughs> yeah i felt so seen because as not a word I, I come my father-in-law is an amazing woodworker he's made like beautiful Toy chests for my uh, daughters, beds. and <laughs> probably great. Um, he's made play tables and all the stuff, and he tries to help me with it. But it's just the detail work I really struggle with. But you get me with an Allen wrench, I'm I'm in my my zone. Except I feel like I go through a dozen of them every single project that I do, just because they're the the worst little tool. And if you're not doing things right, it just like rips up your hands. They are. I, I have like a, a multi Allen wrench. Like when I when I see a one in a box, do. I used to have like a drawer of them. Like you you use one, They're it feels great. weird to throw away a tool. It's like I don't know. I might run into this exact shape again. Who knows? <laughs> but I I just I just chuck them into a bin now because I have you know a, something else that I use. Is it kind of um, like the yeah. Swiss Army? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like nice. That. Bam. Yeah. Oh, They're Mike fantastic. Also has. They're not fantastic. A, not it a is. visual medium, but Mike also ripped one out too. So I guess I guess I'm just. He keeps on him at all here. times. I guess <laughs> Mike, just in case something needs to be Allen wrench, just in case. Mid podcast, Allen wrench got you. Unbelievable. Tighten it up. I feel so alone. <laughs> Gotta keep it tight. <laughs> but the, the other one, I'm I'm just curious. I know um, uh, you woodworkers, so you don't have projects like this. But I am curious because. I, I've had a lot of projects and we try, me and my wife call it couples team building. When there's like a big thing to build or create or put together or something like that. Um, a lot of times I kind of try to fade into the background and kind of let her run the project and kind of give me the job to do. Are you, are you a big couples team building? Are you divide and conquer? How do you, how do you guys do stuff like that? That's a nah, dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. I put it together. My, my wife, uh, but it is, it is, we, we have many things that we do together, but, uh, my wife doesn't do instructions, does not enjoy instructions, and I kind of like worship at the feet of instructions, right? <laughs> so like in cooking, she does the cooking stuff where it's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And for me, I'm a I do baking. It's like exactly this, exactly that, nothing Ooh. else. Please do it right. That but so like projects like this where there's a very prescriptive like A to B, I I I, I typically do those. Uh, uh, even when it means like I'm trying to <laughs> hold up a bed frame, you know, with my feet, uh, w you know, cause it's supposed to be a two person thing while I tighten it with my hands and that, that kind of jazz. I, I, uh, I find that sort of like assemblage, very, uh, calming. It doesn't, it doesn't stress me out. 
Um, but it's not the best environment for my wife and I to, to collaborate on. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that too. A lot of what we do, we, we try to divide and conquer with that. Like, hey, honey, what, hun, Beth, what do you want to do? Which part is like, I'm going to be over here. Okay, I'm going to be over there doing that step so that we're not stepping on. And I think that's where we ended up in this episode. We, we get the moment of them looking at their girls. We made those, those little tackers. Whoa. And they that feel needs more leverage personally. They, they feel, okay, rip the instructions in half. You do this part. You do that bit. And if they would have done that from moment one, first off, it'd be a much shorter episode and less deep and meaningful and all that jazz, but they would have been a little bit happier off the jump. I think you get a lot of Bandit just realizing he needs to, he, he found his space of how he needs to work with Chili. And he just started start saying, yes, boss. Got you, boss. Don't worry. Ooh. And it's, you, it's say, a, you say that so cavalier. I, I'm well, quite certain if I said to my wife, yes, boss, that well, wouldn't be. That's how <laughs> and, you posit it, man. Were, they were in the squibble moment, too. That felt like a whatever you say, boss, kind of vibe versus the, the lovey-dovey vibe. Mr. Positive over there. I get it. When his thumb got blomped and he fell down as a volcano, he realized we have a project to do. Do dogs have thumbs? Huh? Do dogs have thumbs? I don't have a pet dog. Hey, guys, do dogs have thumbs? Yes. Do dogs have thumbs? Yes? Yes. But Carrie and I had a moment way back when we did a Christmas project. We were building a kitchen for Finn, and we were on step 12, and I did the shiny side the wrong way. And then we got to step, like, 27, and oops, all berries. You had to do step 12 right, and we had to undo everything. So it's just a matter of let's do what's best for the situation. That that like, that personally would be project over for me. We we, 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 will, we will try again tomorrow. That's where that would be for me. But good Aww. on them. They pulled through. Dogs have what's called a D claw, which is like <laughs> He's just ooh, on the case. In the same place that uh, it's vestigial uh, on some animals, but it's like where the thumb would be. Um, lots of mammals have them. It's where it's where it, it serves the same purpose as a thumb. Um, but it's uh, not called a it, thumb, though. Not called. No, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Feel smarter already, and we're getting close to the end game here. We have we, we've gone from from fish to frogs to lizards to birds to cavemen. Just again, the girls yes ending all the way, and now we're we get the styrofoam. Which kudos to the zero zero mile per hour wind in Brisbane on this day because <laughs> even a gust would have ruined all of the fun. There was tape. <laughs> That styrofoam's going everywhere if there's even a, a whisper of breeze. But I, I enjoy how everything was so so wooden and like, like paper. And then we get the, the artificial material. And that's kind of when we turn into the future. We go futuristic when we get the styrofoam involved. Because Bingo's going off to space. Yeah. Detailed in the builds. And again, if you can't, if you're not tearing up when I'm so proud of you, honey. Thank you for taking care of me. I've watched this so many times and I just, I, I, I can't. Just can't with that. Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it's lovely. I'm very lucky to have the one solo child in my life. <laughs> so that way I, I could just experience my own version of it and not have <laughs> see him doing that and be like, "We made that," because that's heavy. <laughs> it, it it is very heavy. It's heavy from start to finish, and, and we we hit on the ending at the beginning. We ascend the staircase. The music grows. Mom's hand reaches out, which also feels very sleepy time with mom just kind of being the, the one who brings you to the center, that brings you to your happy place. We have the completed swing, and this is heaven. 
Justin, before we get to our three questions to close this show out, any closing thoughts on this episode? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else I could say that isn't covered by it being the best episode of TV that there is. <laughs> I, think, I think we've we've covered it in in great detail. Well, we covered all that. Then, though, well, let's cover three other quick things. Hey, Justin. Yeah. What was your favorite thing today? Um, the uh, I let's let's try this again without all the argy bargy because that's uh, that's something that like we have uh my wife and I will uh uh employ when when things that when we're in a stressful situation uh so I don't know I just really like the way they they put that um that would be mine that's that's a really good I, that's that's I've stolen a lot of blueisms that one is not one I've taken yet so I might have to to snag that one I do like that it's a good piece of mind to have Greg yes sir what was your favorite thing my favorite thing, and talked a little earlier, the sound of each animal. They they didn't just say we're playing this, but each one they gave it a specific sound. And then when they were doing the hieroglyphs, they referenced back to everything. And it just put it all in a, just one nice big, it, it took it from being just, we're also still just kids playing games. And we don't realize that we're going through evolution. We're just kids playing games and making silly noises. And I, I love that everybody can watch this and then a parent can sit back and just see it the other way too. So that was my favorite thing. Hey Mike, yeah. what was your favorite thing? My favorite thing was the alien wrench moment. Where he dropped it. Bandit just had to take his deep sigh and say, this is so much for the greater good right now. Let's keep going. And how many Allen wrenches do I have sitting around my house right now? None. Because I have I have the tool for it. Show off. Well, that said then, Justin. Game respect game. <laughs> who's your favorite character of this episode? Actually, wait, wait, favorite episode uh, of this, or excuse me, favorite character of this episode and just overall. Why not? Ooh, double whammy. No rules, just right. Oh, that's rude. Look at the face. Ah, see what <laughs> I did there. Right now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if there's a non-boring answer, but I, I mean, it's banded. Like, I know that it's kind of played at this point to be like, you know, I learned a lot about being a dad from watching. I get it, but um, <laughs> it's just I, I, I see, I, I see a lot of myself in him, and I try to like have elements of him in my life like somebody that i and i know that that's dumb but there's not a lot of great representation of dads on tv that aren't doofuses and it's not like oh poor guys i mean i get it like it's it it is natural for that to be the you know if you want to punch up in within the family structure especially as like the rise of tv you know if you want to be punching up like you that that is the, the the patriarch of the family you know quote unquote i'm talking like I'm not reinforcing, you know, societal stereotypes. I'm t- talking in the era of like, yeah. "Daddy knows best." My three sons, that that kind of thing, right? Um, so it makes sense. But like, I, having a guy who like uh, a dad specifically who is trying to do his best at that job, um, even if he always seems to have l- a lot more free time than than I ever do, like, I think <laughs> it's, it's nice to have a, a, a great example like that. Fantastic. Hey, Mike. Yeah, but who's your favorite character? I, in this episode, I don't have to do all-encompassing, right? Nah. <laughs> okay. I talk to you every week. I do like Bluey a lot in this episode. Mm. There's there's something about her that just, she adopts her younger sister as a growing painter, and she's also just learning about so many things in life, and the whole evolution of not only mankind, but just, the the writers were sneakier mm. on this episode, is they the way I'll put it. Seeing Bluey experience it and then go through the pearly gates. It's great. Hits me a little bit. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. Who's your favorite character in this episode, please? My favorite character in this episode are cartoon dogs, because sometimes they do have something to teach us. Dang it. Bang. 
gotcha. I thought you were gonna give it to the. I thought you were gonna give it the swing. <laughs> I truly did. You always go full the swing like, is the background character. character. Yeah. I also like, like that the girls uh, after they put on their styrofoam hats in the future, their eyebrows. Their go eyebrows are ridiculous above <laughs> the ha- the hats. It's hysterical. It's so funny. One oh. last one for you, Uh-oh. Justin. Flat Pack, the greatest TV episode of all time. How do you rank this episode? Ooh. I mean, I, you know, when you said this, I, 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 you said that you don't really use real metrics. I don't know what metric supersedes the best episode of TV of all time. Like, if you're watching it. Hey, it can be real just this one time. Why not? I mean, it's, yeah, that's the best episode of TV. That's its rank. The rank is number one, which is above all other episodes of TV that have been produced. Bam. Sorry, CISO Network with the Bam Bam Show. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Flip side, if you had let us make 150 episodes, See? we might have stumbled on to one or two uh, <laughs> transcendent ones. Probably not, but maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, let's see. Not with that attitude. Come on. Yeah, just right. <laughs> just wait for Quibi Part 2. Everybody be sad. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll bulk get a show. Hey, Mike. Yeah, bud. How do you rank this one? I rank this episode one shiny bit that was supposed to be right side up. Oh. Because that's three more hours of work in your life that... You didn't expect, but it's a great Christmas Eve when you fall asleep at 3.30. <laughs> Greg, how in the world can I ask you to even begin to rank this episode of Bluey? Flyback. I rank this 77 missing Allen wrenches somewhere around my house that I dropped <laughs> mid-project. <laughs> Justin, thank wow. you so much. We really appreciate your time here. Uh, it's my pleasure. Like, uh, this, is, this, is our Chris, this is our Candle Nights episode coming okay. out in uh, two Mondays from now. Anything yeah. you'd like to plug? Um, you can still go to bit.ly forward slash Candle Nights 2022 and watch we'll our uh, our Candle Nights Holiday Spectacular. It's like a long video show special that we do every holiday season. Um, if, you go, if you go to that address, it's five bucks. Um, but if you can donate more, all of it goes to Harmony House, a shelter in my area for people experiencing homelessness. Nice. So you can still watch that. It came out on the 17th, but you can go watch it now if you want. Bit.ly forward slash Candle nights, like uh, nights as in evening, not nights as in, you know, armor. Also, I'll give you, a, give you a double plug. I know in, I believe, February, the uh, next installment of the Adventure Zone uh, comic series, graphic novel series, is coming out, uh, which yeah. I can't wait for. It's um, good. It's with, a really with, good one. With, with some very heavy editing. I, uh, it's a nighttime book I read to my daughter, the, uh, Emily. A uh, so, <laughs> cu- couple words missing, a couple words changed around, but she is also a huge fan. A couple of taco awesome. phrases are taken out. <laughs> yeah. Abraka, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick on our end, uh, first first and foremost, just want to plug this podcast. If there's anybody uh, new, this is your first episode. Uh, subscribe, check us out. We've got some fun. We talk sleepy oh. time with Adler Fi, camping with Mega Ran. We've got a fun bluey bracket. We talked to Joe Brum. So check out our back catalog. We'd appreciate it. Uh, really cheesy and lame and fun. Promise. It's worth it. Most of the time. Skim through those first ten episodes. You know, it, it takes some time to learn. That's, e- that's every podcast on the planet. Crawl up, thanks. Like a fine wine, like a fine wine, we get better with age. Uh, for all are our socials, sure? all our socials, our, all our merch, Patreon, go to Linktree slash Watching Bluey. That's linktr.ee slash Watching Bluey. And lastly, and most importantly, oh man. If you're looking for a quality outdoor swing and you don't want to have to put it together yourself, check out the Australian Garden Furniture Company in Jibong, Australia. 100% Australian-made outdoor furniture. With 30 years of experience, their brand name is respected throughout the industry. Check them out 
at agfc.com.au. <gasps> Justin, again, we appreciate you. We have an outro that we do say got to be done at the end of every episode. So, okay. hey, Justin, 2022 has been a hoot. This is our last episode. So I guess what? What? It's, it's got to be, be done. done. It's got to be done.